0: As UCF falls to the Oklahoma Sooners, 29 31, in a game many didn't expect, many didn't anticipate, but the night came to play. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On, as always. I am your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick word from our sponsors, Bet Online online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is continuing to be your number one source for all your baseball wagering info. With up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We also have Wawa. Get your perfect Wawa pizza delivered right to your door for $0 delivery fee. Available in 14-inch or 16-inch pies, so there's plenty to share. Or enjoy it all yourself. Order online or with the Wawa app, DoorDash, Uber Eats, or Grubhub. Use promo code DELIVERY HERE or order in your favorite delivery app. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker guys. Uh, I appreciate everybody that tuned in to the live stream that we did on the Charge on YouTube channel. We broadcast live from Burger U. Really good time. It it was really good to see everybody. It was really good for the people that tuned in to the broadcast. I really appreciate it. Done that two straight games for Kansas and Oklahoma. And I mean, the the Kansas one was three and a half hours. This one was well over four hours. And You know, we really enjoyed doing it and we're going to continue doing it. Uh, I said on the live stream, I'll say this here. We're going to be doing a pregame, you know, live stream uh, for West Virginia. We will be live outside the stadium and I'll give you guys all the details for the preview episode on that. But it was really good and I appreciate everybody that tuned in to the live stream. But rough game. It was a rough game uh, and not rough in the way you think. Obviously, the Knights played outstanding. Knights played out of their minds, outstanding today. Or you know, I'm recording this at 5 p.m. Saturday, and you guys are seeing this early Sunday. But you know, the Knights played a great game, and all of the problems, and this is why it is a week to week sport because all the problems that we said were didn't look fixable, and we're gonna hinder this team for the rest of the year. And UCF had no shot in this game, and might not have a shot the rest of the way. UCF proved. All those doubters wrong in this game. And it's disappointing because at the end of the day, you had a chance to win. I mean, UCF played well enough to win this game. And, you know, we'll go through it. But UCF showed a lot of grit, a lot of toughness. This defense showed a lot of grit, a lot of toughness. John Rice Plumley showed a lot of grit and a lot of toughness. Xavier Townsend, playing basically on one leg, showed a lot of grit. I mean... It stinks because it's it's one of those program-defining victories that or, or, it, towards the end of the third quarter, you look at and you're like, there's a chance here. UCF has a solid chance to win this football game. What did I say in the preview? Oklahoma was going to need to make mistakes. Oklahoma was going to have to beat Oklahoma for UCF to really have a, a good shot, and, and they did. Two missed field goals early. After we screwed ourselves with the punting game. And the special teams play. They missed two field goals. Give up big plays to us. You know, they have uh, multiple penalties off the Sooners. And UCF benefited. But, you know, it gets to the point in the end of the game where UCF got a little stagnant in the fourth quarter. And couldn't get much going on offense. And it took... Oh, you scoring two touchdowns to to get the UCF offense to get ignited, and unfortunately, by that time, obviously you score the touchdown, and and we can't get the two point conversion, and we'll, that we'll talk about that first. But I know that is the 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 topic of conversation among UCF fans, and, and here is my take on it. I said this on the live stream, and I'll say it here. Anybody that is complaining about the way that we played. Or is blaming the loss on a two-point conversion? At the end of the day, at the end of the game, is absolutely absurd. Do I love the call? No. I get what they were trying to do. I mean, at the end of the day, you were trying because I was saying this again. I keep bringing up the live stream because it's a four-hour conversation of just me talking. UCF, if you watched the Texas game last week. Texas on a multitude of times was trying to score from the one to two yard line, and OU's defense, when it is a bend don't break on the one to two, OU is not giving up a touchdown. I mean, Texas ran four straight times up the gut, and OU stopped them every time. On a two point conversion, you have options. You could have run a simple a simple play. I mean, you could have run a quick slant, get your get your wide receivers. You know, trying to get them space. You can, you know, run a 50 50 ball, like throw it up to Javon and, and hope he catches it or Kobe. And I get throwing, giving it to Xavier Townsend. Now, did I expect that play? No. No, I didn't. Uh, I think, but again, all things considered, if it works. We're not having this conversation because we're going into overtime. The problem I have with it is Xavier Townsend had been hurt for basically the entire game. You threw him in motions all the time, and uh, he played a phenomenal game. I can't say enough good things about Xavier Townsend. Uh, This was his, his coming out game, in my opinion, just because of the way he gutted out this performance. Now, with that being said giving him the chance to be QB1 on your two-point conversion to throw it to Javon Baker. Maybe not the best call, but I also think it could have worked. I mean, Javon had a little bit of a step on that back left hash. Now, could Xavier have thrown it in the right spot? Maybe, Maybe not, I don't know. But for all the people that are Blaming the play call and up in arms out over it. It's like, I get it. It's disappointing. I get it. We lost the game. It stinks. It sucks. Especially to lose on a play like that, a trick play. I get it. But if Gus said was true that they've repped that thing 30 times and they felt confident on it and they ran a other two point conversion play on a third down play earlier in the game. Are you really going to fault the staff? I had a like there was a guy in the live chat that said that the play calling is abysmal and I said I can't believe we watched the same game. I mean the play calling was phenomenal this game. Some of the the plays that they called, I mean, caught OU completely off guard. Best play of the game was the John Rice going out to the left and touchdown to Javon Baker. They had no chance. They had no idea that was coming. So it's like I get it. And listen, there needs to be criticism. I mean, at the end of the day, do you make that play call on a on a two-point conversion to, to go to overtime? I don't know if you do. Regardless of how many times you've repped it. I get that point too. But at the same time, UCF played their heart out. They played their guts out. And I'm not going to just talk about a two-point conversion for an entire podcast when I think there's so much more, more important things. And I get it. Ultimately... It's a win and loss sport. Every sport's a win or loss sport. And that costs UCF a chance to go win the game in overtime. So it's like, you know, I get it. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here for the next 20, 30 minutes and ask myself, why did that play call get called? Because I actually think this was a, a, as an all around play call game, this was one of the best, if not the best I've seen all year. With how the game was called. Yes, did UCF take their foot off the gas in the third quarter a little bit? Yes, I do think so. I do think so. But I think you don't want to beat yourself. And I think especially after the weeks that UCF did have. If you're in field goal range in a third and eight. In that like middle part of the field where you're good enough for field goal range. And if you get a sack, you're done for. I think UCF made the right calls for them in the moment. And you got to live with that. You got to live with it. I think the boys played their gut out. I've never been more proud of a UCF team over the last couple years than I was in this game. Nobody gave you a shot. Nobody thought it was going to be close. Going to Norman, Oklahoma, which is notoriously one of the hardest places to play in college football. Packed crowd. And you go in and put in an amazing performance. Came up short. Came up short. But you showed the country and you showed the world. what well, UCF's got Bruin down in Orlando is something special. Let's kind of talk about the offense a little bit. John Rice Plumley obviously makes his return. I told you guys on the preview show, John Rice, you know, he's not 100%. We knew that. They could say he's close or whatever they want to say. He wasn't close to 100%. He's probably around 75-80%. You saw that and how he was running the football today. He couldn't really run the, the ball. He had a couple designed quarterback runs, and you could just tell that there, there was not really much there. You know, it, it's hard because I and I think John Rice played outstanding today. I mean, sixteen of thirty for two forty eight and two touchdowns. Obviously, had a rushing touchdown as well. Nine carries for negative four yards. Most of that was just either getting sacked or, or what have you. But John Rice played a really good game, and I think this—you—you you see the differences in John Rice's game. You—you you see them, right? Like John Rice has made significant strides being a quarterback, and especially now when listen, he's not going to be able to run like he used to. And he mentioned it in the post game, he said like, "You've got a big brace on. It's definitely not a like the knee's going to be as good as it gets." But I, There's not going to be that same elusiveness with, with a brace on. John Pocket presence John Rice looked really good today. Yes, could he have been better? Sure, absolutely. At the end of the day, he threw for five less yards than Dylan Gabriel on ten less pass completions, one less touchdown, and one less interception because Dylan Gabriel threw one and John Rice protected the football. I mean, there's nothing more you can ask out of your starting quarterback. And I think, again, I said this on the the show, if John Rice plays like that, and if this team plays like they did today, they don't lose another game. If they play like they did today, they don't lose another game. And I know the teams we're coming up are are, are solid teams and chance to lose them, but that's how good this team can be. They showed it today against the number six team in the country. I get the no moral victories. I understand that. At the end of the day, they should have won this game. Um, R.J. Harvey played an outstanding game. Uh, one of the, my players of the game. 23 carries, 101 yards. I mean, outstanding. The way he was cutting to the outside, I really loved that. Not just trying to go up the gut. Again, that was kind of my negative for you know Bowser last year was sometimes there was nothing up the gut and he just couldn't cut it out. And I think that's what R.J. Harvey did well last year was realizing when to cut it out, when to take it in. And he was outstanding today. Xavier Townsend, outstanding. I think he created significant problems for OU and he really had a gut out performance, a gutsy, gutsy, gutsy performance out of Xavier Townsend. Javon Baker, five receptions, 134 yards and two touchdowns. He was the guy today, uh played an outstanding game and, and he was the receiver. He was he was the guy today. And we needed every bit of that 134 yards and two touchdowns. Um but, you know it, it's disappointing. I mean it is disappointing. There's no question. The offense could have done more. They opened the game with four straight three and outs, and then they finally got going. Luckily, UCF got lucked out with OU missing two field goals, and OU getting to start basically, or yes, basically starting in UCF territory. They started on the forty, then the forty-five, and then the the uh, Oklahoma forty-nine. So they basically had three straight drives in the first quarter, basically started in our territory, and to make it only seven to nothing, I mean that hell us in the game. And then oh you made a lot more mistakes than UCF did, but credit to the offense. They they played outstanding today. Um obviously to clean up a couple stuff, but I think with the I mean all of the the sickness that's going around the team and John Rice having to get four IVs prior to the game and also having the knee injury and coming in and putting on the performance. He looked more poised than I've ever seen John Rice look. He looks like a guy that's been playing quarterback the last year and a half and has really learned how to to play the position and not freelance out there. Uh, I'm really proud of John Rice Plumlee. I'm proud of all the guys on offense. I think proud of the offensive line. I think they did as best they really could today. And I, they protected John Rice extremely well. I was actually really nervous uh, given that I knew John Rice wasn't going to be able to run the ball. And I think the offensive line came to play today. Not really a lot of negatives on this on this show today. I'm going to be honest. Uh, defensively, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Credit where credit is due. Addison Williams in a week. Uh, now, granted, you got to do it the rest of the year. This UCF defense looks completely different. Like a night and day difference. And, and it wasn't even close. I mean, I, I get... I'm, I know most of you will probably look at it and say, listen, you gave up 189 yards rushing. I get that. I understand that. Most of that came late in the game where defense just looked gassed. Uh, couldn't get any stops on defense. Marcus Major ran 18 times for 82 yards. Gavin Sawchuk ran 10 times for 63 yards. Dylan Gabriel only run he 10 carries for 22 yards, credit to the defense. Put him on his butt three times, which for this OU offensive line has been unheard of this year. Um, but to only allow 189 yards, I mean, for what it's worth, UCF has, uh, that's that's really good for what UCF has done in the run game. And I think secondary-wise, I mean, let's just go through it. Walter Yates had an outstanding game today. I think he played really well. 10 total tackles, half a tackle for loss, and a pass deflected. The pass deflector was one of the biggest plays of the game, in my opinion, uh, because it was a 50-50 ball. It kind of looked like he got his hands on it, and Walter Yates knocked that thing out quicker than, uh, as quick as he possibly could have. Jason Johnson is always nine tackles. Trayvon Moore's brash, came in big, had a big sack, which I was really proud of him. He stuck on DG, didn't head to the running back, stuck on DG, that got him a sack. Lee Hunter was probably the player of the game on the defensive end of the field. Uh, Five total tackles, a sack, and two and a half tackles for loss. Lee Hunter was him, and I think it helped, you know, having Ricky Barber back, having another big guy. Ricky Barber didn't do too much, two total tackles, but at, at the same time, I mean, having Ricky Barber back definitely makes a difference and opens up things for other guys. Sean Peterson, I thought played really well, and really his only action of the season. I know he's played in other games, but I think he did really good for what it was worth. Um, I didn't even know Hudson Gibbs got in the game. I don't know. I don't know where, when that was, but Hudson Gibbs. It says he has one total tackle. Um, I mean, but if you just go down the list, I mean, I think the one bright spot that I really love was DeCorian and Patterson. Obviously, I know he gave up the big the big touchdown, and I, I do understand that. You know. But some, and I'm not comparing these two, but someone in the live stream said that they remind he reminds them a lot of digs, um with the Cowboys with how he plays corner. Like he'll give up a big play, but he's also just really good at fundamentals and technique, and he'll do a lot more good than bad. So I think he gave up a big touchdown, but I think I think you just found your 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 starting corner right there. The Corian Patterson should have been starting, but he proved to me a lot today that. He should be starting over Corey Thornton. But I also... I think Corey Thornton played pretty well today. Not going to lie. Defense really stopped the run. Played, Played the pass excellent. I mean... DG goes 25 of 38 for 253. Three touchdowns and a pick. Listen. So I said before the game... This was my... If UCF wants to win the game. You have to hold dg to under 250 passing yards. And you have to hold Oklahoma to under 150 rushing yards. It was basically right there. You lose by two. You give up a lot on the ground in the fourth quarter. And DG makes one final nice play to um, Nick Anderson for that 20-yard. It was like 3rd and nine. It was offsides on us, so it would have given five yards anyway, but DG makes a beautiful 20-yard throw to Nick Anderson to basically bring him and score him a touchdown close. I mean, they were right there. But, I mean, besides that, you were right there. And that's what I'm saying. If you would have, again, it was 250 and 150. If you held them to 250 passing and 150 rushing, I think UCF wins this game. But if you just look, like let me look at the team stats. I mean, third down was was the killer for UCF. Obviously, four of sixteen on third down, that's never gonna win you a football game. But honestly, I'm proud of UCF's defense. Held OU of seven to sixteen on third down. That that's really impressive. Yardage was basically the same. UCF had 397 total yards to OU's 442. Uh, obviously, DG had the interception. We had 149 yards rushing. Again, penalties. Penalties weren't as bad. I think it was mostly on the defense. Seven penalties for 51 yards, which is yardage-wise lower than what we've had all year. Still seven penalties. that need to get cleaned up, but I think, again, most of that was on the defense. And then possession. I mean, time of possession was tied. 30 minutes to 30 minutes. So... UCF didn't beat themselves. UCF didn't beat themselves. They played within their means. They showed what they can be. Right? They showed what they can be. It's a gut punch. It's a gut punch. I mean, there's no moral victories in college football. I know with how UCF's played, I mean, the last... I mean, the Kansas game and then giving up the big lead to Baylor... The Kansas State game, I didn't think they played bad. I think they just gave it up in the fourth quarter, and I get it. It's four straight losses. It's been a month since UCF has gotten a dub in the win column. I I get it, and I'm sure that's ultra-frustrating for us, but also the players and coaches. I mean, there's no question. But you have a chance here to really turn the season on its head. You're 3-4, and and you have a chance to win the last five games of your season. There's not a number 6 Oklahoma on the schedule. There's some solid teams, don't get me wrong. West Virginia is a solid team. You're not going to get this this easy team coming in to Orlando, right? You have Oklahoma State. They've looked really impressive. They beat teams that we've lost to, right? You got Cincinnati, who their defense is legit. I have to check if they beat Baylor today cuz it was clo- it was a close game. I could check that right now. But Cincinnati, I mean, they held this Oklahoma team to 20 points. Baylor ended up beating Cincinnati 32 to 29. So good for Baylor for pulling that one out. But Cincinnati's no easy feat. Texas Tech, you got to go on the road and play at Texas Tech. That's a tough environment. Which I feel a lot more confident in now, knowing how we just played Norman. So there's something. Then you finish the season with Houston, which is a more than winnable game. Your final five games are all potential wins. They also could be potential losses. It's up to UCF to determine what they want to be to end their season. This game was incredible. I am so proud of this team. I'm so proud of how the guys fought, especially with the the virus going around the team, with all the injuries this team has had to deal with. With the negativity that has been kind of hanging over this team with not being able to get a Big 12 victory yet and blowing the big lead at Baylor and then getting potentially killed at Kansas, or not potentially, getting killed at Kansas 51 to 22, to come back and to show the fight that they did today and to almost win against the number six team in the country and lose by two. Again, I don't want to keep, I know I don't want to keep saying this and. I get it's a moral victory, and we don't play for moral victories, and I'm sure they don't either. Like, but the improvement from Kansas to Oklahoma is massive. Massive. And I think, if anything, you have to hope, this gives the guys a little bit more confidence. Gives the guys a little bit more juice. Gives John Rice confidence. I mean, he just proved to himself today. He doesn't need to necessarily be Mr. run-out-of-the-pocket-and-go-get-100-yard-rushing. That's what makes him special. But it shows that he could be pocket passer John Rice and still be very effective. I mean, in my opinion, some of the throws he made today, I mean, they were incredible. The The up-the-seam to Randy Pittman was, was beautiful on 4th and 10. Or not 4th and Was it 4th and 10? Or was it 3rd down? I can't remember. 3rd and 15, maybe. But... I'm so proud of the team. I'm so proud of the way the guys fought. If anybody is going online and I get the frustration. Listen, I'm frustrated, right? Who wants to lose four straight? I understand this is UCF is, it has four losses and it's October. I mean, when is that? When was the last time that happened? I get it. At the same time, I think you have to look at this game and say, there was a lot going against UCF and UCF almost pulled up the victory. Let's look at the, the last five games and see what happens. Because I think all eyes were on UCF today. UCF was in the national spotlight. UCF almost gave OU their first loss of the year. There's a lot of games left to play. At best, UCF finishes the regular season 8-4. and four. At worst, they're 3-9. I highly doubt UCF will be a 3-9 and nine football team at the end of it. And I'm sure the guys know. Eight and four in your first season in the Big Twelve, not a bad, not a bad record. Seven and five, not a bad record. Six and six. For your first season in the Big Twelve, we'll take it. Nobody expected UCF to come out and, and be conference champs right away. You know, we won, we wanted that. We wanted that to happen. OU is most likely gonna, gonna take that this year. Denver, Texas, right? UCF ain't that far off. And I said it on on the show, and who knows what can happen next year? We're focusing on this year, but who knows what transfers can come? Who knows what's going to happen? But just know this team is going to fight hard, and they just proved it today. They don't care about the outside noise. They take it in, and they just go play. Credit to Addison Williams, credit to the defense, credit to Darren Hinshaw, credit to the offense, credit to Gus Malzahn, credit to everybody on the staff, credit to the medical team, the medical staff at UCF, who's done a phenomenal job, always. Defense played outstanding, Addison Williams made the right adjustments, and he really showed that he can be a coach that adjusts. I guess he was on the sideline this game, which I think Gus said that made a difference, and I also think kind of giving different looks has helped. It keeps every team off balance because you don't know what you're going to get out of UCF's defense. And we'll see how it happens. There's five games left. A lot of football left to play. And listen, you got to stick with the team. Because guess what? This team has a good chance to be 8-4. and And they can go on a run here and win five out and then get a a solid bowl game. I know it's weird for some UCF fans to hear that and not be focusing on a conference title. But that's where UCF is, and I'm super proud of this team and how they played today. And I'm excited to see next week. I'm excited to see what they can do against West Virginia. And I hope the fans show up. I really do. I don't care what the record is. You show up to the football game, and see what the guys can get. What they can give you. West Virginia is a good football team. I mean, they are are way better than anybody could have suspected. Most of us were thinking their head coach would have been fired by this point. Nope, West Virginia's a solid football team this year. Not going to be easy, but they can do it. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Charge On. That's all I got for you. I'm going to be honest. You know, I, this—I know it's only 28 minutes. I think it's a perfect around 30 minutes for this. I'm proud of the guys, and I know you are too. What a game! What a game! Sucks we couldn't have come out with the W. But it's the closest thing to a moral victory is you can get. Closest thing to show recruits that you're still, you know, you're all you're right there. So it is what it is. I appreciate everybody again who tuned into the live stream. Again, we're gonna be doing a pregame live stream for the West Virginia game live outside the stadium. I'll be giving the details and where it's gonna be on the on Thursday's episode, the West Virginia preview. And listen, we'll be doing a bunch of stuff. Wawa giveaway again. We have gift cards, free hoagies, free coffee, free a bunch of free stuff, um, and also some charge on merchandise uh, that will be given just away for free. Um, we made them kind of cool. We got some big a Big Twelve logo on it. We got some some cool things that we're gonna we're gonna show you guys, um, but just for for you guys to have and uh, to wear and show some UCF pride while also supporting the podcast. So. Uh, We greatly appreciate it, and we'll be giving more details on that uh, on Thursday for the preview episode of West Virginia. All right, guys, I appreciate you tuning in. We're going to get through it. This team's going to get through it, and I think we'll be talking really highly of this this team uh, as we continue going along with this first season in the Big 12. All right, guys, this has been Charge On, presented by Bet Online. We will see you on Thursday.